one man is Philadelphia's favorite son that would always want to come on immediately following a saliva music bed. I would narrow that list down to one person, and his name would be Andy Greenwald of Grantland.com. Spike, I'm so happy to be back in the Tasty Cake studio. <laughs> How you doing, Andy? Good. Uh, you know, you only have me on on big sports days to not talk about sports. I was on the day Cole Hamill signed his extension, and now here during Wanapalooza. Yeah, um, Andy uh, writes for Grantland.com. Writes uh, currently writing. You're writing Homeland stuff and Walking Dead. Is that is that your two ish areas of concentration right those, now? Those are my two shows that I'm recapping, but I'm still doing a bunch of other stuff during the week. Yeah. Andy does uh, a podcast. The Hollywood perspectives podcast as well um and and grantland if you've never been there is like sports and pop culture it's bill simmons's whole thing and andy does a, a good job doesn't live in philadelphia anymore you're, you're still home in la right but you're in columbus now no I, i'm i'm home in new york oh home's new york i thought home oh no you're in la for the grantland thing for right. work and right. actually now i'm speaking to you from charlotte north carolina charlotte. there we go i am here on a top secret mission from jeff lurie to <laughs> Talk to Sean McDermott and tell him all is forgiven. <laughs> wow, it's amazing that Jeff Lurie would send you, of all people. Well, he heard your show and that I'm the favorite son, so he figured. Does, does days like this, when you see what's happening in Philadelphia with the Eagles, like when you see, because you kind of see it, you know, you see it on Twitter and you hear about it. Days like this, do you miss being here? Or days like this, do you think, oh, I'm glad I'm not there for that? A little bit of both. It's sort of like when you're watching something on TV, you can't look away. You cover your eyes, but you're peeking through your fingers. Yeah, yes. <laughs> now, I know you're a big baseball. Are you a big Eagles guy? I know you're a big Phillies guy. I'm, I, yes, I was, uh, my colleague at Grandland, Chris Ryan, and I are writing something for tomorrow about all the wasted Sundays we spent on the Andy Reid era. I mean, I just got a little burned out on the psychodrama a few years ago, but I spent way too much time in way too many bad bars in New York and elsewhere uh, watching this team play down to its competition. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think for some reason, and I think maybe it's just because it reached me and I think my thought is the only one that matters, but like when I finally get tired of it, it means that it's too long. You know, I just, I think today was it for him. I really do. For sure. And I think that you and I I mean, I was reading your stuff that we were on the same page. Like, I, I've always tried to, you know, be a little bit supportive. And I feel like, you know, we had such a good run that I feel like it was better than anything we'd had before. Um, but I think I think it's over, right? It's got to be over. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know how they recover from this, you know, just mostly because I can't see the team getting to a place where they could legitimize a new contract. That I mean, I think that's mostly where it comes from with me. No, because this was this today was admitting a mistake that isn't going to fix things for this season. And it was something that was entirely his responsibility. Right. I mean, yeah, they couldn't spin it. I, I, I was thinking that maybe Jeff Lurie's already lost one life partner this year and his wife, so he wasn't willing to risk two. But I, I don't see how he how he walks this one back. And Joe Banner. Three life partners. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. Um, and Andy, as I said, is a big Phillies fan. What's it like this first postseason in so long with without any Phillies? How does it feel? It's so sad. It's, it's so sad and so boring. Yeah, it really is boring. I think that's that's the the worst part of it to me is that I'm not interested in any of it. No, and and you know you know this better than anyone. Like half the fun of these postseasons have been the games. The other half have been reading blogs and people making goofy T-shirts and just having something to get excited about in the morning. And I miss it, man. I miss it. I, I feel good about next year, but this has been a rough fall. I think I'm one of the one pe one of the the only people in Philadelphia that was kind of cheering for Jason Worth. I wanted Worth to win. I, I felt like it would keep me interested. I oh, I'm always rooting for Worth. <laughs> I, I'm never going to turn on that guy. 
Yeah, it's a, and it's, you're not here for it, but people really hate him here. Why do you think that is? I, Because I, he chose to leave. And he was already, like, kind of polarizing when he was here. He got into that thing with the guy in the stands. And then when he chose, if, if people, if you get traded, it's one thing, but when you choose to leave, you know, it's like, ah, we never liked you anyway. So. It's true, but we would hate him a lot more if we were paying him that much money. Yes, absolutely agreed. Uh, we're talking to Andy Greenwald at Grantland.com now. Last or Sunday night, rather, the premiere of The Walking Dead. Um, what did you think of the the opening episode? It was good. You know, I was uh, I made a big deal over the last season about how um, poor I thought the show had gotten. I think that last year just sort of got mired in the mud of a horse farm, and it went from being you know a sort of exciting horror show to a show about a bunch of sweaty people arguing with each other. Not anyone's idea of a good time. Um, and I feel like what this season premiere did and you know there's a new showrunner uh, who took over midway through uh, from last season took over from frank darabont the dude that did shawshank redemption and the dude that um adapted the show for tv in the first place the new guy glenn mazara had worked on the shield as more of a guy with a tv background and i feel like what he did was you know kind of like what a mechanic does like sees the problem identifies the problem and fixes it to the best of his ability and what he saw on the show is that there's one thing the show does well it's killing zombies. So let's make the show, let's refocus the show about doing the thing it does best. And, and that's what this hour was. I mean, it was, it was scary, it was really gruesome, and it was blessedly quiet. I mean, I don't think it was an accident that the first five minutes of the show were completely without dialogue. Yeah, and that, that says something. When, when a show can't decide whether it's going to be about the people or about the killing, if nobody talks, then it, it's really not about the people. It's going to be hard for it to be about the people anymore. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I, I wrote a recap this week, and I led you know, with a quote from a famous vampire hunter about how you know, it's better to, uh, to remain silent and be thought a fool, then open your mouth and remove all doubt. <laughs> same as a vampire. You know, it's a different monster, but it's the same advice it's for everybody. Um, now, I kind of saw the first episode as like a, a level in a video game. Totally. You know what I mean? And they're going through killing zombies. This is what the Walking Dead video game would be like. But then I thought, if I extend this, can every episode, is that interesting? You know, because a 90-minute zombie movie with a few levels is one thing, but... Um, 50 minutes of it every week is another. Do you think they can kind of continue that momentum? I'm glad you're saying that and not me. I don't want to only be known as the zombie hater. Well, I guess everyone hates zombies when they're faced with them, but you know what I mean. Right. right. <laughs> I, I think that's exactly the problem that they're going to have to deal with because you can make, and I think they proved that they could make it this week, like one of the coolest zombie horror movies ever, and you can make it for one hour or two hours, but there's a key thing about horror movies is that they end because you run out of victims, you know, you don't really want to see the world be completely destroyed, or if you do, then that's the end of the show or the end of the movie. A TV show has to do something different. It has to give you something to care about, and it has to give you some hope. Otherwise, why are you going to watch week after week? And The Walking Dead premiered this week to something like 11 million viewers. It's a record for basic cable. So this show is not going anywhere for a while. So I really think that they're going to have to come up with something else to do uh, to keep people interested. I don't think that you can just keep spitting this out week after week. Um, like you said, it really is like a video game. There was a level outside in the prison courtyard, and then they got armor and leveled up and got cooler weapons, and they went inside. And, and at a certain point, you've either got to fight the big boss or you have to have something else going on. 
talking to Andy Greenwald of Grantland.com about the uh, the Walking Dead and this season and Sunday night's premiere episode. Maybe uh, talking about the outside, the inside. You can tell me if I'm just supposed to accept this. This is suspension of disbelief zombie movie, but they seem so careful outside <laughs> about getting in, and then they got into the prison, and they're like. Let's run through with no lights. It'll be fine. And it, it, just, it ended up not fine. Is that is that just something I need to accept, that people in zombie movies are going to be dumb? I, I feel like people in... Yeah, people in horror movies are generally dumb, right? Like, why else would, why else would the women in the negligees walk down to the basement every time? Like, it's just... You have to walk into the danger, or else the show's just going to be about a bunch of very, very wise people sitting safely in their homes. And nobody wants to watch that. And, you know, if they did, it would probably be on HBO, not AMC. How has Carl's hair managed to grow so much, but Carol's hair has managed to stay the same length? Careful grooming, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to have priorities in an apocalypse. Like, and, like, she, she's worried about her, her hair. Um, the first uh, Sunday's episode was really violent. Um, you mentioned it, it like, excruciatingly violent. Do, do you think it was too much, or, or is that about where it should be? I think that they were definitely trying to send a message saying like this is the show we are this is the show we're good at being and we're going to push we're going to push this envelope in this direction. I have to say for me being slightly on the squeamish scale of things like by the end of the episode where one character I don't know how how spoilery we're going to get but one character was bitten in the leg by a zombie and so to stop the infection the main character hacked the bottom of the other character's leg off in excruciating loud detail at that point i kind of felt like i was that guy's femur and the showrunner was hacking me over the head like it was a certain point that was enough but i think that they were trying to get people's attention and you know like i said they got 11 million people's attention so everyone everyone in hollywood is happy about that i'll tell you the leg chopping off thing the the most startling thing to me about it was normally in a scene like that there's build up you're like oh no this is going to happen yeah. for a minute there was it, it just happened you know you, you thought it might happen but then it happened almost right away yeah, and I think that that was also a really key and clean distinction from the way the show had been last year, where it would just be 40 minutes of talking, building up to one sudden zombie attack. Um, I feel like they were basically saying this year that all those bets are off. The rhythm of the show is different. And it's smart because, you know, obviously I have some complaints about where it might be going, but I'd rather be worried about where it's going as opposed to what it actually is. And, and, and last year was just kind of a disaster. Um, a, uh, another kind of storyline question. Um, I'm, I can't figure out how all of these people become zombies without dying like the the prison guards that are covered in riot gear clearly weren't bitten by zombies so and the disease which everyone has is not killing them you know because right so have they explained that and i missed it my theory this is just my pet theory is that they were probably screened episodes of the walking dead season two and died of boredom <laughs> and then came back to life you know just because they all had the infection <laughs> But here's my question for you. Yeah. As a fan of the show, is there are there any characters that you care about? No. People that you like? No. And that's uh, it's uh, I think I've mentioned to you. My my girlfriend is the impetus behind us watching. The, I enjoy the show, but she's the one that likes the show. And when I when I 
I talk to her about it, when I tell her that what my complaint is, I said, I don't like anybody. Um, the only guy I sort of like, uh, I forget his name, is the bow and arrow guy. Daryl. Daryl, who's okay, but is, is such a curmudgeon that it's like there's nothing charming about him. It's once every five episodes he does something nice for Carol. It's about it. I, I don't think it. the hero's not a likable guy. His wife's not a likable guy. His kid, Their kid... I hope gets eaten at some point. I mean, do you think there's anybody that shows potential there? Um, pretty much no. I think that weirdly in this first the season premiere, I thought the character of Andrea, who I have not liked in the past, showed a little bit of potential for turning into something interesting or at least, you know, in some way reflecting the changed world around them. Because a lot of the other characters, even guys who aren't bad like Glenn, there's just no sense of any depth. He just seems like the same guy he was maybe before the world ended in a zombie apocalypse. But and I think it's a very problematic thing for the show that no one likes any of these people. But I will say in its defense, there is no better framework for a show radically changing its cast than being a show about zombies killing everyone because they could just redo the whole cast every season if they needed to. I don't know if they're headed in that direction, but they certainly have an easy out, much easier than, say, if it was a show set in a law firm. Yeah, and that was my question, because at the, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, at the end of the episode, you know, when you see those other people, my thought was, oh, well, if they have all these other people, they could just move on if, if, if they realize that nobody likes anybody here, you know? If, you're, if nobody's attached to anybody, they, they could use that as a way to move on. And I think attached is the key word here, especially considering how the episode ended with a leg being violently re- you know, detached. I feel like that's sort of the message we're being sent here, that all these people are replaceable, and, you know, if, the, if they're smart, and, and I do think that the adjustments they made from season two to season three are smart, they will take advantage of the opportunity to cast new people because, again, with 11 million viewers, they are now planning for not just season three, but season four, five, and six. Yeah, and I, not ending, so. I, I guess that was my question is it's, there's, when they, um, when they talk about the storyline of this show, do you think on some level that they're talking about how it ends and where it goes, or are they just trying to get to the next season? I think that in general, when people who make TV shows don't really have the luxury of thinking that far in advance because the demands are just too too much week to week, I think that this is sort of a unique circumstance because the the show is based on a comic book that has gone you know hundred issues and it hasn't followed that plot exactly, but it's certainly taken a lot of it as inspiration. I think that that's good in the sense that they have a lot of potential stories to draw from, but I also think it's bad because I haven't read the comics, but people who have said that the whole point of the comics is that they're just sort of about the end of the world and how nothing ever is good again. And that could be cool, you know, to read in a black and white comic book every month. But I don't think that's really how TV works. Like, if you're going to be watching for six years and the message is, we're all doomed, that's... <laughs> that's a lot of doom time. That's a lot of that's a lot of doom downtime on your Sunday evening, yeah. Uh, talking to Annie Greenwald of Grantland.com about The Walking Dead. The uh, It's funny, that when they're showing the... Um, the all the older episodes over the weekend watching the first couple of episodes you realize how much the show has changed because it was that way in the first it was very um 28 waking up in 28 days later at the yeah. beginning of it it was very grim and and desperate and now it's more barbaric and you know it, it's it's a different thing they're going for yeah and i liked the first few episodes i thought they were really cool and definitely not like anything you'd seen on television before but i feel like what we got to watch in real time real real boring time a lot of it was um tv running up against i mean movie ideas running up against the boundaries of tv because like the best part of those 28 days later movies is is literally the waking up right and and walking dead nailed that part but then what do you do i mean people have to go somewhere they have to stay somewhere because the budget 
is such that you can't just be running through cities full of zombies every week. You have to base camp somewhere. So I feel like they just didn't really plan for that sort of stuff, and I hopefully they've figured that out a little bit more for this season. Final question. Carl and Herschel's other daughter, interesting or sort of creepy? So creepy, right? <laughs> because he's like 10. He's like 10, and like <laughs> you don't need... Like, they've done such good work with him by just, just having him shut up and obey his father and shoot people. Like... <laughs> They've done enough work fixing the most problematic character in the show. You don't need to see him kicking a little game to a 19-year-old girl who's just been singing hymns. <laughs> and she's into that. it. She's into it, too. I mean, I guess, you know, when in Rome or when in an apocalyptic prison. You yeah. Know? <laughs> uh, uh, you can read his work on Grantland.com. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Andy Greenwald. Hopefully you and I will be as good a shot as those guys in uh, in The Walking Dead have become we in just a few hope. short months, right? Uh, thanks, Andy. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Yeah, Andy and the podcast, Hollywood Perspectives podcast, is good stuff. Um, if you want to talk about The Walking Dead, I'm in. But we'll go back to our Walking Dead, the Eagles. Larry, Kevin, Chris, and Mike want to talk about what's going on with our birds, and you can get in as well. There is some room. Xfinity Voice Line is eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four and pound ninety four ninety four under AT and T and Verizon Cell. I'm Spike Eskin ninety four. WIP Sports Time is 1216. Sports Radio 94 WIP. The Eagles have a bye this week, which means WIP's $1,000 Football Monday also has a bye. Don't worry, we have thousands of more dollars to give you. $1,000 Football Mondays return October 29th. Just listen during the Eagles-Falcons game at 1 p.m. on Sunday, October 28th to find out the all-time Eagles great. Then, three times throughout the day on Monday the 29th, starting with Angelo Cataldi, we'll ask you to call. The ninth caller who can tell us the all-time Eagles great wins $1,000. And there will be three winners every Monday. $1,000 Football Monday, powered by Gwyn and Mercy College. Join them for an open house on Saturday, November 17th. Football. And free money on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Let me tell you about a company I'm working with, Ace Public Adjusters. Tony, the owner of Ace Public Adjusters, explained how important a public adjuster can be. If you have damage to your home and need money for repairs, you have to call Ace Public Adjusters first. You may think the damage to your house from a recent storm may be complete loss, but it's not if you call Ace Public Adjusters first. And Ace Public Adjusters represents you, not the insurance company. And since Ace works on a contingency basis, if they don't recover money for you, there is no fee. Call Ace Public Adjusters at 215-624-4911. Let me give it to you again, 215-624-4911. Leaky roof, ceiling damage, overflowing toilet, damage from a recent storm, Ace Public Adjusters will get you results and get you paid. Let Ace Public Adjusters help you get the money you deserve. Ace Public Adjusters, 215-624-4911, 215-624-4911, or online at acepublicadjusters.com. Angelo Cataldi here. Fall is in full swing, and that means harsh weather is coming, and it's time to get your house ready. Don't do it yourself. Do what I do. Spend more time watching football and let the experts do the work. Call PJ Fitzpatrick. They got great October specials, and at PJ's, it's like having your own personal handyman, somebody you can trust to be on time and to do it right the first time. Check out PJ's handyman services, including $189 repair special and any roofing, siding, or gutter repair. They also have $189 gutter cleaning special. The leaves are falling. You're going to need
need those gutters clean and clear. And right now, if you purchase new windows, you can buy one, get the second 50% off. And PJ's has a free upgrade to a premium shingle on a new roof worth $2,000. Check out TrustPJ.com or give them a call at 888-432-2880. Breast Cancer Awareness Month for every fan who likes PJ Fitzpatrick on Facebook. They will donate $1 to Delaware Breast Cancer Coalition. TrustPJ.com, 888-432-2880. Now, when it comes to being first in the car business, it's Barbera is on the boulevard. First, it was America's favorite ma, ma, minivan at a mini price. That was a game changer. The luxurious Chrysler 300. Barbera made that a money-saving game changer. And we're going to be first again with that all-new, highly-rated, sleek, sexy-loaded Dodge Dart. 15900 bucks or one ninety nine a month. But wait, there's more. Like a new 2013 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with all-wheel drive, just two seventy nine a month. Hello. New 2012 Jeep Liberty Sport 4x4, just two thirty nine a month. How do, how do we do it? It's all part of Barbera's Jeep Celebration event. 1,000 vehicles, one location, instant credit, and your all-new loaded Dodge Dart, 15900 bucks or one ninety nine a month. Philadelphia's Credit Connection. You get your butt to Barbera's Borbeck and the Boulevard in the Great Northeast, or go to 1-800-BARBERA.COM. Is Barbera the best? <laughs> Boy, I guess. Where can you get the finest products from Carhartt, Dickies, Carolina, and Timberland Pro Boots and Under Armour? What about all military gear and clothing, paintball equipment, or how about products from Kershaw, Benchmade, and Kabar Knives? And how about the area's largest airsoft pro shop, all under one roof? Well, of course, it's Montgomeryville Army Navy, located in North Wales. This season, Montgomeryville Army Navy is your one-stop shop for all your needs. That's Montgomeryville Army Navy. This is Rhea Hughes, and by now you know that Del Frisco's Steakhouse is my favorite restaurant in the city. Del Frisco's serves only the best steaks, top-of-the-line chops, and freshest seafood with genuine hospitality. This fall, celebrate that special occasion in one of Del Frisco's incredible private dining rooms. With brand-new flat-screen TVs and seating for small, intimate gatherings or a large party, the private dining rooms are perfect for any celebration. Make Del Frisco's Steakhouse, 1426 Chestnut Street in Center City, your destination all season. Season long. Mark Farzetta with your WIP 2020 sports update. Andy Reid fired defensive coordinator Juan Castillo Tuesday and replaced him with secondary coach Todd Bowles. Reid has been saying since Sunday's loss to the Lions that his team needs changes. I'm starting with myself, and uh, I've done that and um, going through and evaluating our football team, both coaches and players. So I, this is uh, one of the moves, and we'll see where this goes from here. The newly minted Eagles defensive coordinator Todd Bowles was asked at his press conference Tuesday, what's the defense's biggest liability? we got to finish at the end of the games. You know, we got to finish and win games. The bottom line is when you're out there on defense, it doesn't matter what happens. When you're out there at the end of the game, you got to finish. Bulls takes over a defense that is currently 12th in the NFL in yards allowed per game and 13th in points allowed per game. But if the Eagles expect a turnaround, they will still need help from an offense that is averaging just 17 points per game, second fewest in the NFL. After their bye week, the Eagles will host the Atlanta Falcons Sunday the 28th. Catch the action right here on 94 WIP. In the American League Championship Series, the Tigers have taken a three-games-to-none series lead on the Yankees, winning game three, two-to-one. Justin Verlander tossed eight scoreless before allowing a solo home run to Eduardo Nunez in the top of the ninth inning. Yankees starter Phil Hughes was done after just three-plus due to a back injury. The Tigers will go for the sweep of the Yankees Wednesday night at 8 o'clock.
to the National League. The Giants and Cardinals play game three of their NLCS Wednesday at 4 o'clock in St. Louis. Matt Cain will get the start for the Giants. Kyle Loesch for the Cardinals. That series is even at a game apiece. Some progress was made in the NHL lockout with the league proposing a deal that has a 50-50 split of revenue. CBS 3 Eyewitness Weather clear through the night going down to 45, mostly sunny Wednesday, high of 68. That's 2020 Sports scores and the latest sports information at 20 minutes before and after every hour. Sports Radio 94 WIP. When Dutch, Crack, and Nails almost took it all in 93. was talking about it. The original Sports Radio 94 WIP. I can't wait for the new one of those when you go, when it goes, when the Andy Reid era crumbled before our eyes. <laughs> WIP was talking about it. I'm Spike Eskin. x Millie Voice Line is 888-729-9494, pound 9494 your AT&T and Verizon cell phone. I was speaking during the break with Adam Regner, producer here, and we were talking about the, um, you know, Adam doesn't think that firing Juan was the right thing because it wasn't the problem. We were talking about the Detroit game and, uh, and clearly the offense at the end, not running clock, and then in the overtime was a disaster. And, but my, my thing is this. Is, is that with this team, you could have fired anybody because everybody sucks. Like, legitimately, the special teams have sucked this year, right? Terrible. The offense has been terrible this year, and the defense has not been good enough the last three games. Now, have they, have this, has the defense sucked? No, maybe not. Um, but with where they started and where they've been the last few games, they haven't been good enough. Uh, those drives at the end of games are just, you can't have them. You can't. Nobody's making plays. You know, I, it's a, a cliche the thing to say, but when there's no sacks and no fumbles caused, and so no matter what you do with this team, and this is why I think there's, there's maybe salvaging this to get to nine and seven or something like this, but with this team, there's, there's no salvaging it to get to where it needs to get to, to, to really say, yes, we go another year with this. There isn't. There's no way. What have you seen in the six games you've watched? What have you seen that leads you to believe that the Philadelphia Eagles are capable of beating three playoff teams in a row? What? Nothing. What leads you to believe that, that they can lose as many games over the next ten as they've lost in the first six. That they can go seven and three. I don't see anything. Everybody talked about the first part of the schedule being so hard. Well, it's hard after now too. Playing Atlanta, albeit at home, but to go from Atlanta and then to play at New Orleans—that's as bad as New Orleans is. Um, the Eagles have been just as bad sometimes. I don't know. I just I don't see it. I don't see it. Kevin, you're on ninety-four WIP. Hey, what's going on, Spike? How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. You know what? I got to agree with you. Uh, I think at this point, I think the Eagles would have to go undefeated and at least make a Super Bowl appearance for Andy Reid to keep his job. Yeah, I, I don't see. I mean, maybe at the very least, maybe a, a championship, some kind of a run. Maybe they, if if they were to go twelve and four and get to the championship game, then I. But but these are scenarios that are are. Or borderline, I wouldn't call anything impossible, impossible, but yeah, it's it's so unlikely that it borders on calling it impossible without it just being hyperbole, you know, like, it sounds like, like, the word impossible is what what wanted to come out of my mouth there. Pretty much. I mean, if you look at this from an owner's perspective, 
you know, this guy has continuously sold us on things that weren't true. It's, it's almost as if it's almost as if you could be outside and it could be pouring rain, and and Reed has to catch pneumonia to finally believe that it's raining. I just don't get it. You know, he's cost us an NFC Championship without because because he refuses to commit to the run. He cost us another NFC Championship because he refuses to get wide receivers. He made us believe that Greg Lewis was uh, <laughs> a, a, a really a, even a decent punt return. I mean, I don't know if you remember that. That ruined the beginning of the season. And then he took, you know, somebody who was actually a respected offensive line coach in, in Juan Castillo, puts him in a terrible position, and now basically is sacrificing this guy. Because now we replace him with Howard Munn, and our offensive line is is suffering, and then our defense suffers. Now you tell me, as a boss, if you see a manager take a guy and move him into a position that is not of his strength, and then you replace him with another guy who can't do as good of a job. Now you have two guys in two departments that aren't doing an adequate job. You know, as as an owner, what do you see? And it's it's amazing. I mean, we've had a chance to to get a, another defensive coordinator. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Spagnola. He's on the Raiders now, Dennis Allen. Oh, yeah. He was the D coordinator for the Broncos, and we actually interviewed him, and... We didn't give him the job, but he actually made Denver, I believe it was the number one defense Kevin. in the league that year. And Kevin. he did it with Dawkins and Joe Mays and Bunkley, guys that we dumped. Kevin, how about this? How about they could have just how about they, they could have hired Todd Bowles? They could have just hired Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles was a head coach last year. Interim head coach, but he was a head coach. And clearly they think enough of him. They could have just hired Todd Bowles. I mean, I just... Um, then I, I, and, and the point you made about Reed needing to catch pneumonia to know that it's raining to make a change, I think it is, there's a parallel there with Lurie. And it's not surprising because I think when you're, when you're in this far into something like Lurie is with the, with Reed, I think you need to see it completely. Think of a marriage. You know, the first sign of trouble or even the, the sixth sign of trouble, you're not going to throw in the towel. Like if you've put in all that time, you need to see See it blow up. You need to see her cheat. You need to see pictures of her cheating on you. You know what I mean? Like you need well, to see I, it I go. You what, I think that with what has, Reed has done as far as the record for this team, I think he's. I think Lurie at this point is giving him enough respect to finish the season. I yeah. think that's what's happening at this point. But really, you know, I'm with you, man. Uh, you know, I, I, I argued with my dad so much about this because. I'm the biggest Reed supporter. I've tried so hard to say what this guy is doing is right. He's going to turn it around. But he's just, he's so arrogant, and he tries to fit players into his system. And I really, you know, I really want to ask you two questions with this set. You know, do you believe that his success over these years is basically a product of of Jim Johnson? Because my, my respect for Jim Johnson is, is as much as, as I had for Trotter and, and for Dawkins and for the guys that played for him. You know, but I, I just, I don't see it. I think it's just, it's, it just fell apart. Uh, you know, the wheels just, just came off as, as soon as Jim Johnson passed. You know, uh, may he rest in peace. But it just seems like Reed just, just makes decisions, uh, that everybody in the world, everybody in the world questions but him. Everybody, every fan, called this radio station and said, we need wide receivers. And we did it for years. And nothing <laughs> happened. And he said, you know what? Well, you know, I'm happy with the guys we have. Uh, we just need to put them in a better position to win. 
You know, everybody's like, how are you going to make Craig Lewis a punt returner? He's never done it before. <laughs> <laughs> and again, he sold us on it. And, and he's always been wrong. And now, you know, a guy that was actually a good coach who's probably, I mean, I bet you if Juan decides to be an offensive uh, line coach again, he's going to get a job pretty quick. I, I just, you know, he, he, you're, you're putting guys in positions that you don't need to be in. And I think this is just, this is the ultimate mistake. It's the ultimate mistake, and now he is he, he looks like a fool, and, and he's, he's probably going to get fired for it, I'm very sure. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Thanks for the call, Kevin. I appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah, I, um, well, of course Andy Reid was a product of, of, of Andy Reid's success was on, on a lot of levels a product of Jim Johnson's, uh, of Jim Johnson. I mean, that's, I, I don't know how you could argue that otherwise. Jim Johnson was so good at what he did, and those defenses were so good. So good, I mean, if, if there is a definition of bend but don't break, it was those defenses. You just knew when the other team got not even just the red zone, like beyond the 30, you knew that that's when they were going to really make it happen. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't think that makes what Andy Reid has done less. You know, he was still a successful coach. They, you know, the last two out of the last three years, his team set records for scoring points. He, he did right things, but it's, it's over. And this is done. You know, this, this run is to me is over. Chris, you're on 94 WIP. Yeah, hey, thanks, Skip. I mean, Spike. <laughs> um, wait here a minute. But yeah, I appreciate you getting to me. Um, what I wanted to, uh, make a quick point, you, you pretty much touched on it when you came back from the, the Walking Dead, uh, conversation was that, you know, us as Philadelphia fans have a tendency to always blame the coach when there are a million and one problems. And it's not just want to steal, although, you know, you, you could point a whole lot of fingers at him. Um, it, it comes down to there being, you know, so many problems with this team up and down. I mean, you were going through a whole bunch of them with, you know, Trent Cole being, you know, completely inefficient, no sacks. Um, Michael Vick being a quarter, trying to make him be a quarterback that he's not. His success has come from him being mobile. When he was able to, you know, to run and he was a threat, uh, you know, in, in that area, now them trying to make him a pocket passer with no, uh, you know, offensive line to protect him. It's it's just you know there there there's just so many inefficiencies and so many flaws that you know it, it, he's basically Juan Castillo is is the scapegoat right now, um, and I mean yeah he's he's definitely somebody who you know is the easiest to get rid of and ever since Jim Johnson left you know everybody has just been kind of like you know getting their head lopped off left and right and it's very easy to do that. But, I mean, there's there's a lot of problems that need to be addressed for this team, and I never saw this team being a Super Bowl team this year. I mean, people, you know, my father's a Dallas fan, and he seemed to think that, you know, uh, the Eagles, you know, had a good team, and I, I was just telling him that there's, there's no way this team isn't going to win. You know, Michael Vick, at this point, we actually do have a decent backup in case Michael Vick went down. I mean, I do think that, you know, Foles would be someone who, you know, you, you could put in his place. But when, when, you know, Michael Vick, you know, isn't running, he's not mobile, he's standing back doing these, you know, seven-step drops, you know, and, and, and firing it off of, you know, uh, throwing it right into the secondary. And, you know, he's, he's just he's just not playing the way, you know, he can win. 
Yeah, Chris, so, the, the reality is, is they're just not that good. They're just not. They, they, <laughs> you know, when it comes down to it, thank you, thank you for the call, Chris. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, man. When it comes down, they're just not that good. I mean, I, I don't even know what else to say. If if we can say that the offense isn't that good, the defense isn't that good, and the special teams is terrible, then they're not good. There's there's your reality. Your reality is there's three three aspects of the football team. Offense, defense, special teams. You tell me which one is championship level. None of them. The team's not. There you go. End of story. Xfinity voice line is 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. I'm Spike Eskin. 94 WIP Sports Time is 1235. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Team, what is going on out there? You're playing like a bunch of amateurs. It's our new uniforms, Coach. They cheaped out and bought them from somebody else. Cheaped out? Don't they know you can get top quality and still save by going with a pro? Who, Coach? You want a pro? You call Ampro Sports. They have everything you need. Uniforms, T-shirts, promotional items. Ah, they got it all. Don't call an amateur for a pro job. Call Ampro Sports at 855-GO-TEAM-5 and get 24 printed hoodies. That's 24 printed hoodies for only $15 each. These new uniforms look great, Coach. Now we look like a team. Let's go get them. Call 855-GO-TEAM-5 today to get 24 printed hoodies for only $15 each. Ampro Sports is the official outfitter of the WIP tailgate team. Get your team in the best-looking gear available with the country's number one outfitter, Ampro Sports. Call 855-GO-TEAM, the number five, today, or visit AmproSports.com for additional information or for a free quote. Hi, this is Rhea Hughes. We all know by now that in order to stay healthy, we should be including omega-3 fish oils into our daily diets. Well, does your omega-3 have a money-back guarantee? If not, let me tell you about my friends at N3 Oceanic. Family-owned and operated for over 30 years, their product is called Rescue 1250. Rescue 1250 is the purest and most potent omega-3 fish oil product on the market. I recently started taking Rescue 1250. Their fish oil is pharmaceutical grade, 100% all natural, and is manufactured in an FDA-approved plant. I've convinced my friends over at N3 Oceanic to offer one free bottle of Rescue 1250 to all new customers for a limited time only. Just pay a small shipping fee. Call them now at 800-26-ALIVE. That's 800-262-5483. N3 Oceanic offers a money-back guarantee on all of their products. 800-262-5483. Call now and ask for your free bottle of Rescue 1250. I'll need to live a little healthier. Let's take the first step together. Some people are so gullible. Yeah, I hear you. I had this guy try to tell me that he got this great deal on his new Hyundai, and I told him, I said, dude, all dealerships work with the same rebate offers and warranties, so, uh, you know, don't kid yourself. Yeah, he wasn't talking about Pacifico Hyundai by chance, was he? Oh, not you, too. Well, and... Well, what? Pacifico sells Hyundais, right? Yeah. And Hyundai offers the same 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty at Pacifico as they do everywhere else, right? I mean, granted, that's an impressive warranty, but it's still the same. Well, except... Except what? At Pacifico Hyundai, they extend that warranty a lot further. How so? Pacifico for Life offers a lifetime warranty on the engine. Whoa. Lifetime? Yeah, and they save you loads of money in other ways, too. Every fourth oil change is free. They even cover the cost of your Pennsylvania State inspection on every car in the family, so long as you drive just one of theirs. Wow. Maybe I've been the gullible one all along, huh? Nah. Jaded, maybe. <laughs> Pacific Over Life engine warranty included on every vehicle purchase. This is a combined offer. Come make your best deal. PacificoCars.com. 
Fall is for fun at Morris Arboretum in Chestnut Hill, just minutes from Center City. 30-plus designer scarecrows displayed along Scarecrow Walk on Morris Arboretum's paved path. Storybook-themed scarecrows will join designer scarecrows this year to put you in the mood for fall. Come vote for your favorite. While you're there, be sure to check out the colorful gardens with roses and tropicals abase with dazzling, vibrant color. Fall is the perfect time to spend time with family and friends at Morris Arboretum. MorrisArboretum.org. Are you ready to taste the fall flavors at PA's finest diner? The temperature has dropped, and Manella's is right here to pick you up with a taste of the holidays. Stop in for yourself at Manella's Diner and enjoy a hot cup of coffee and one of their deliciously prepared menu items. It's going to be a great day when it starts with Manella's Diner right there at 320 West Lancaster Avenue in Wayne. Manella's Diner is your winner for best of the main line. Fresh baking on the premises every day. Open 24 hours. Come on in. Welcome to Manella's. I'm Mark Farzetta with your WIP 2020 Sports Update. Andy Reid fired defensive coordinator Juan Castillo Tuesday and replaced him with secondary coach Todd Bowles. CSN Phillies' Derek Gunn caught up with an emotional Castillo and asked him if this strains his relationship with Andy Reid. I love coach. And I... And I... And I said it before, you know, I take a bullet for Coach. Coach gave me an opportunity of a lifetime, man. I mean, and, and Mr. Lurie and the organization, opportunity of a lifetime, you know. I didn't get it done. Sound courtesy of Comcast Sportsnet. Todd Bowles was asked during his press conference how he would describe his own style of defense. Well, no different than any other coach. Sound, discipline, you know, fast. Hopefully opportunistic and get turnovers. We're playing hard. We're playing fast. The turnovers hasn't come. We're going to try to get more turnovers and keep the score. Down one point below what we have. Bowles also said he plans on keeping the wide nine. Eagles are in their bye week. They return to action Sunday, October 28th at the link when they host the Falcons. In game three of the American League Championship Series, the Tigers beat the Yankees 2 to 1 to take a three games to none series lead. Tigers offense coming from Delman Young, who had a solo homer in the fourth inning, and Miguel Cabrera, who had an RBI double in the fifth. Justin Verlander extended his scoreless inning streak to 24 before allowing a solo homer to Eduardo Nunez in the ninth inning. The Tigers will now go for the sweep of the Yankees Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Max Scherzer takes to the hill against CC Sabathia. As for the NLCS, the Cardinals host the Giants Wednesday at 4 o'clock in their Game 3. Matt Cain takes to the hill against Kyle Loesch. That series is even at a game apiece. The NHL has proposed a 50-50 split of league revenue during labor negotiations Tuesday in Toronto. CBS 3 eyewitness weather clear through the night going down to 45, mostly sunny Wednesday, high of 68. For up-to-the-minute sports info 24 hours a day, go to cbsphilly.com. Sports Radio 94, WIP. Now back to more sports talk. You ask me how I'm feeling, I tell you how I'm feeling. This is the new Sports Radio 94, WIP. Yo, how heartbreaking is the Juan Castillo audio from Derek Gunn? <laughs> Saying after the guy fired him that he would take a bullet for him. <laughs> you did. Guess what? Guess what happened today, Juan? Um, Xfinity Voice Line is 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your uh, ET&T and Verizon cell. I've been talking about this uh, all day and all night. This is the the breaking point today. This was... Um, I've seen Philadelphia angry a lot, but today was sort of the the breaking point where everybody was just, you know, Eagles fans before have said we're not going to take it anymore, but today it was just 
Today it was more in your face than I've ever seen it. And today people were more sure than they've ever been. Um, and I think that's something that, that Jeff Lurie must feel. Jeff Lurie lives here. Jeff Lurie listens to this radio station. Jeff Lurie, I'm sure, um, reads emails that come in to PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Uh, I'm sure Dave Spadaro tells him what people are talking about on Twitter. He knows that you're not happy. And as a business owner, a huge business owner, imagine imagine for, for a moment that the Philadelphia Eagles were a restaurant and all of the consumers that go to that restaurant were talking about how bad the food was. There's no way that the owner of that restaurant, regardless of whether you say, oh, they'll keep coming, eventually they won't. And he knows that. Um, and I think that that means that there's going to be a change next year. Larry, you're on 94 WIP. Hey, what's going on? Now, I, I know that uh, Andy said that this change didn't come because of his uh, what uh, Lori had told him, eight and eight's not good enough. And he said it, it wasn't a reason. In his 15 years, he's never made a change midseason like this to any of his coaches and a firing. So that's a lie, in my opinion. That's a lie. And to use him as a reason or I just hope he keeps it going. You know, I know, and I think the rest of Philadelphia should know by now that you're not going to win nothing with Michael Vick as the quarterback. What's the big difference between putting a young guy in there and seeing what you can do, maybe mix something up, maybe he can see over the line of scrimmage, see different sight lines. So why not make that change? you got to do something on offense drastic. Just swapping out players here and there is not going to cut it you got to make a drastic change, and that's the one I can see him doing on offense since he's not going to get rid of his offensive coordinator. That's the only thing I can see happening there. What do you think? Um, you're not Just looking at the past, I don't see Michael Vick doing anything. I know you say you're not going to win anything with Vick, but, I mean, you're not, you don't have a chance if his Vick's not in there, which is not true. Well, you it, really don't have a chance with Vicky. Well, we'll see that I, that's the the counter to my point, right? I mean, that, that's the the exact thing you can say. I the, history tells you, and unless you you want to say that you're going to be the first, history tells well, history actually tells you two kind of damning things here. History tells you that a rookie uh, quarterback has never won the Super Bowl, but I guess uh, unless I'm um, unless I'm wrong. No, he he he. Uh, it was his second year um, that he won the Super Bowl. They uh, rookie quarterback. Now Roethlisberger won like uh, eleven straight games or something his rookie year, but didn't win okay. the Super Bowl. Uh, that's never happened. Uh, but but also, I guess Vic has never won it. Well, I, a, a quarterback is as mobile as Michael Vick and runs as much as Michael Vick has also never won the Super Bowl. So. Right. I mean, you you take Steve Young, he was a different story. But at the same time, I, I just. I just hope he keeps it going. I hope this wasn't a one-day thing. I'm going to make a statement with him. Because believe it or not, I think that the defense did win a couple games this season, if I'm wrong, if I'm correct. I mean, with the turnovers that Michael Vick has had and, you know, putting these guys in poor positions, the special teams, I, I don't think that you can just make this one move. You cannot make this one move. You have to make another one, and it has to be Michael Vick or some major offensive shakeup. Well, like getting rid of Mortingway. Well, that, saying, that's not happening. Happen. Yeah. Quick I'm... question on The Walking Dead for you. Yeah. Do you remember the first episode? Yeah. When the when he, he looked at the little girl and she's walking with the stuffed animal, she bends down to pick it up. Yeah. She didn't smell him. She didn't sense him. She she it was just a zombie 
thinking about stuffed animal. That that part threw me off. <laughs> I, I saw the recap, and I'm like, I thought they couldn't think. You know yeah. Like, you know what? Are... They, they sort of break those rules all the time. Like, yeah. yeah they, like, some episodes, they're fast and strong, and some episodes, like, they can walk up to them, grab, them, grab their shirt, and, and kill them with a stake into the head. And I, yeah. I also, I also want to know how these guys are driving stakes into skulls so easily as well. Or like so. he, yeah, or like he's playing dead. You yeah, know, lean up against the wall, then he pops up and bites the guy's Yeah, face. yeah. You know, like, I'm with like you. They're getting a brain all of a sudden. But uh, other than that, Spike, thanks a lot, man. Good uh, job. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, um, actually, that brings me back to different. I Am Legend was another, you know, thinking zombie movie. Um, thinking zombie. That, that's a good way we could describe the coaching staff with the with the Eagles right now. He mentioned he wanted another change. Uh, there, there's not. I, I don't. I don't think he'd fire Morningweg because it is damning to read. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I said earlier tonight, look, if you're Andy Reid and you go up to Jeff Lurie and you want to say, I want to fire Marty Morningweg, and I'm Jeff Lurie, and I, I say, well, why? And Andy Reid goes, well, the offense isn't running well. And Jeff Lurie just says, well, I thought you were in charge of the offense. You know, why, why aren't you guys working it? So I don't think it happens with Andy Reid. Um, I think there's only one, unless he fires Bobby April now, but it does it, today would have been the day. You know, if he was going to fire Bobby April, today would have been the day to do it. I don't think he gets another chance. The only other major move that Andy Reid can make um, to try to turn this around as a, a last-ditched attempt to try to turn it around is to replace Michael Vick with Nick Foles. And the reason why I think it's unlikely that he'll do that, or maybe not unlikely, but it's going to take a lot to do that, is that rookie quarterbacks have not shown that they can win the Super Bowl. Um, now, the, the the converse to that is neither has Michael Vick. Um, but but I, I just think, I, I don't think Reed's going to go there. I think it's going to take, I think it would take two pretty awful games out of Vic. Uh, Mark, you're on 94 WIP. Spike, what's going on? Hey, Mark. Yeah, I'm a good friend with your dad. I remember when you were a little kid, man, we used to go to Spectrum and go, go to wrestling. Right? Yes. Yes, yes, I would, man. I, I'd yes. sit in the press box with Charlie. You remember Charlie in the Spectrum press Charlie. box? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, now listen, I love wrestling. Can I say something to you? Listen, you know, Juan, Juan ain't no, he, he wasn't no defensive coordinator. Andy threw him, they didn't throw him under the bus, but come on, man. He, he should have hired somebody else besides that. Yeah, I think we can all I think we can all agree to that. You know, I, I I was saying earlier, Mark, that that when when Andy Reid hired Juan Castillo to be the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, everybody I, was amazed. Everybody, everybody. I mean, and everybody was amazed. And I would say ninety nine percent of people did not approve, and they thought it was a bad idea. So I, I it mean, surprises almost no one. But, I think. Maybe they were surprised that it happened today, but it surprises almost no one that Andy Reid had to go and fire um, Juan Castillo. No, cause, because everybody thought it was a bad idea to hire him in the first place. Like that's one of his best friends. Come on. Yeah, I you agree. Got to fire that guy. Get rid of uh, who's who's the offensive line coach now. I don't even know. Howard Mudd. Right. Well, get rid of him. He's walking <laughs> around with a uh, you know a cane. And all. Let me. I don't wish I don't nobody. You know that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, how about uh Let's talk a little wrestling, okay? All right. You know AJ? Just, yes. Oh, ain't she hot, man? She is hot, but I'm kind of sick of her character, to be honest with you. Like when she comes, when she comes like skipping around, man. I love that. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> well, I think I think most people agree with you. I think that's why they still have her there. Okay. Yeah. Hey, guess who I guess who I met the other night. Tell I mean, me. I, mean, I partied with the Road Warriors years ago. Yeah. Yeah, Hawking Animal, the Laronitis, James Laronitis, good friends of mine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but it's a shame Hawk died. He died because he was using them steroids, man. He had the brain cancer. Yeah, a lot of those dudes. I saw Animal on the thousandth episode of Raw. He was on there. His, so. his son, his son plays for the Rams. Oh, I didn't know that. What's his name? Do you know? Laronitis, James Laronitis. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, that. that's his son. Oh. He played for Ohio State, man. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I'll go back. I go way back. I'm like Bob Backlund and all, you know. With yeah. Chief oh, Wahoo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, me and your dad, man, we go way back, man. Yeah, it's good talking to you. You too, Mark. Thanks, buddy. I uh, mean, he, he was mixing it up, man. That, that, that's a Spike Eskin show caller right there, man. I know your dad. Let's talk wrestling. Let's talk Eagles. There it is, man. There it is. Um, yeah, man, I don't think Andy Reid wanted to fire one. If if he wanted to fire one, he wouldn't have hired him in the first place. I think it it, it hurt um, Andy Reid to fire Juan Castillo. That's not something he wanted to do. That's not a, a a phone call he wants to make. He doesn't want to call one of his friends in there that's worked for this organization for you know over a decade to come in and, and fire him. He doesn't want to do that. But he's the one. Uh, you know, I've I've said it time and time again that everything that is going wrong in the Philadelphia Eagles right now all leads back to Andy Reid. This is not somebody else's mess. Every every decision that was made that is turning out to be a bad decision, whether that's Michael Vick or Juan Castillo or Bobby April or what, or draft picks or uh, all of these things, and if personnel is Andy Reid, then all of these things are, uh, or Jim Washburn, and if you don't like the wide nine, all of these things are, are come back to Andy Reid. They are damning to Andy Reid, and that is why, and, and Juan Castillo and Michael Vick are the two things that are the most damning, because those are the two decisions that Andy Reid made that he went against the green. Those are the two risks he took, and when you take risks like that, there is the opportunity for great reward, but they're called risks because there's also the opportunity for great failure, and I think that, that although there was a lot of potential for Michael Vick, and in a, in a different situation, Situation in a different time, maybe this would have worked. I don't think it's working. Um, I, I, there aren't, I, I don't think many people would disagree with me that that it's not working, and I don't see I don't see that turning around at any time. And and regardless of how the defense has played this year, the Juan Castillo thing just it didn't work. He was in a bad spot in a bad position, and those are the two times that Andy Reid went out on a limb and said, I'm going to do something that other people won't do. <clears throat> and there are a lot of people that criticize him for that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, it takes uh, it takes guts, it takes balls to do things like that. But when you fall, man, when you make a decision like that and it's wrong, boy, do you look stupid. Boy, do you look bad. And he looks bad right now. Looks bad in front of everybody. And that's not good for the Eagles organization. It's not good for Jeff Lurie. It's not good for us as fans. This is not this is not how being a fan should feel. I have some fantasy football advice for you. Some sleepers for this week. I'd like to get them to you early. By the time Thursday comes around, everybody good on the waiver wires picked up. So I have that for you next, as well as continuing the discussion about Andy Reid, Juan Castillo, and the Eagles. Xfinity Voice Line is 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell phone. I'm Spike Eskin. 94 WIP Sports Time is 12.54. Sports Radio 94 WIP. 
We built the city to save you more. Visit Hyundai and Dodge Chrysler Jeep City this Saturday, October 20th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. during the spectacular 995 used car sale. City Auto Park has a surplus of quality pre-owned vehicles, all at low prices that are not normally offered to the general public. Save big on all used vehicles, starting as low as $995. That's right, only $995. These pre-auction prices are available for one day only. Whether you're looking for a car, truck, SUV, or a minivan, Hyundai and Dodge Chrysler Jeep City has it all. Choose from a huge selection of pre-owned vehicles, all at affordable prices. The 995 used car sale is one day only. This Saturday, October 20th, don't miss your opportunity to save on the used vehicle you've been looking for. Remember, we built the city to save you more. Visit Hyundai and Dodge Chrysler Jeep City. Easy to get to. Just over the bridge on Route 130 South in Burlington. Online at cityautopark.com. 1999 Buick Bonneville for 995. Stock CD 0648. Then XH 28256 miles. Hi, Jerry Blavitt here. And did you know about 1 in 8 U.S. women, just under 12%, will develop invasive breast cancer over the course of a lifetime? It's a staggering figure. And that's why I am lending my support to breastcancer.org in telling you about a very special event, a marvelous evening of song and dance featuring the Tramps, the Stylistic Review, and Chico Vibes Dance Band, along with food, cocktails, and a sound auction to be held October the 26th in the Club Lounge of Lincoln Financial Field. All proceeds will benefit breastcancer.org, so please mark the date down. That's October the 26th, the Tramps, the Stylistics Review, in the Club Lounge at Lincoln Financial Field. That's Friday, October 26th in the Club Lounge of Lincoln Financial Field. For ticket purchase, go to www.rockforbreastcancer.org. That's www.rockforbreastcancer.org. The following rules cover WIP contests, but may be amended by separate rules for a specific contest. You must follow instructions to meet eligibility requirements. No purchase necessary. Employees of WIP, its affiliates, sponsors, and ad agencies, other radio stations in the metro area, and each of their immediate family members are ineligible. You must be a U.S. resident, 18 or older, living in the greater Philadelphia area. Void or prohibited. You can win a prize in a WIP contest only once every 30 days, or for a prize valued over $600 once every six months. Due to online streaming delays, online listeners may not be able to participate in on-air contests. One winner per household per contest. Prize may be claimed during regular business hours at WIP studio. Prize is awarded pending verification of eligibility and are non-transferable and cannot be exchanged or redeemed for cash. We reserve the right to substitute a prize of equal value if the prize or any part of the prize becomes unavailable. WIP's decisions are final. Winner must provide valid government-issued photo ID and information required for tax purposes. Winner must claim prizes in person within 30 days of winning. Winners must comply with all requirements and complete all releases or forfeit prize. Winners are responsible for all taxes. WIP isn't responsible for technical difficulties that prevent you from completing a call, sending a text, or for late, lost, stolen, mangled, misdirected, postage due, ineligible, or incomplete entries. For text contests, messages and data rates may apply. These are your responsibility. For details and complete official rules, visit WIP studios during regular business hours. Or visit us online at cbsphilly.com. Hey, this is Mark Farzetta, and I'm here with my good friend, Fire Chief Brian Dubray of Plumsteadville Volunteer Fire Company and from BucksFire.org. What brings you in today, Chief Dubray? Mark, I'm here to let everyone in Bucks County know that the volunteer fire services need your help. Now, I grew up in Bucks County. What's a way I could learn about becoming a volunteer firefighter? The easiest way is to go to our website, BucksFire.org. That's BucksFire.org, and fill out a short application. What do people do when they get to the site? You go to a Join Our Team button and... And one of our team members would contact you. Are you just looking for firefighters, or what do you guys need? I'm glad you asked that. The fire service can use all kinds of help. Men, women, fire police, carpenters, accountants, and more. How would I know if I'm a good candidate for BucksFire.org? Just if you or anyone else think they have the will and desire to help Bucks County Volunteer Fire Service, we can certainly use you. 
Thanks for coming in, Chief Debris. Thanks for having me. And don't forget, visit BucksFire.org. Okay, Bucks County, you heard the challenge from the Chief. Just go to BucksFire.org. That's BucksFire.org. So, the time has come and you're looking for that special ring. The problem is, you don't have a clue where to go. Golden Nugget Jewelers is your answer. A family business located on Jewelers Row for over 30 years. Golden Nugget Jewelers has the best prices and largest selection of GIA and EGL certified diamonds around. Hurry in this month for 12 months interest-free financing. Celebrate your love, celebrate your life at Golden Nugget Jewelers, where Philly gets engaged. Cadillac of Turnersville. Last chance to save on 2012 models. New 2012 Cadillac SRX front wheel drive. Zero down. $379 a month. Or save with 0% financing available. Cadillac of Turnersville at the Turnersville Auto Mall. Route 42. CadillacofTurnersville.com. Stock number CS65492024 monthly. 10K miles per year. Includes luxury owner conquest. Zero security deposit. Tax title. Acquisition fee extra. Length of contract limited. Not available with some other offers. Take delivery by 1031.12. See dealer for details. Half price gift certificates to Ruby's Diner. Go to cvsphilly.com slash deals and get $30 gift certificates for only 15 bucks. Good at all three Ruby's Diner locations. Go to cvsphilly.com slash deals. These are Philadelphia Originals. The Vet. Tasty Cakes. And Sports Radio 94 WIP.